this is incomparable, Jocelyn, because there's a perfectly logical explanation for this. Well, there always is. Woo! Wow. <laughs> this little butterfly is quite the writer. It's like 50 shades of Johnny Rose. A jet-legged Moira uncovers a treasure trove of mysterious love letters written to her husband and goes on a rampage to figure out the author's identity. Alexis finds herself in a predicament when she realizes she gave away a locket Ted gifted her, and down at the apothecary, Stevie and David are kinda sorta held up, maybe at gunpoint. Welcome back to Shitlist as we unpack Season 5, Episode 2, Love Letters. Ta-ca again, guys! We are Hello. back! We're Welcome sticking back. with the Crows theme this yes. season, or at least for this two episodes, because Moira is back in town, and she is a buzz, if you will. She is a buzz. Excitement. Yes. Um, I am excited for tonight's episode, Sev. How was your, your first week, episode though? leading of the season? It was it's my first episode of the season, but yeah. how was your week? Let's talk. Uh, I know. I was just telling Katie. So I've got my little radio on air sign behind me. I feel like if anyone knows who Fraser Crane is, if you're old enough to have watched Fraser, I feel like Dr. Fraser Crane. I'm, I'm listening. listening. Um, my week is okay. It was very like busy chaotic at work katie and i were saying we both had like therapy appointments which is always like a fun mix to the week to like you just never your, know what you're gonna throw get your emotions into a blender <laughs> and see what comes out of it so yeah um, you just never know never know and i know people have had like crazy weather it's actually been very nice here for us but yes. i know in michigan there were like school closings and like crazy you and i are on snow. opposite we might be on the same therapy schedule, but we're on opposite ends of the weather, weather spectrum, spectrum this yeah. week. <laughs> exactly. We had a nice storm yeah. here in Michigan, a two-day event. And yeah, things were closed, but it was, you know, wasn't super dramatic. Mm -hmm. I think Southwest Michigan, a little farther south than west of us compared to where we are, had mm -hmm. it a little worse. I think they have power outages and stuff still. So Okay. But, you know, it's not sunny 70s Cincinnati, Stephanie. No. I mean, this is like fake spring. We all are telling ourselves like... Not that is, I'm jealous or anything. This is uh, this is not permanent. Yeah. Um, it's You ever see those memes where it says, oh, we are here in this chain of events where it's winter, full spring, yes. second spring, mud <laughs> season. <laughs> Third That's winter. Always, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we have at least uh, I probably have a warm stretch, at least here in Michigan, we probably have a warm stretch coming up one more big winter blast and then yeah. hopefully a real spring. Is like well, I think according to that furry bastard, Puzzatani, Pizza Tawny, Pepperoni, what's his name? Fuck Punxsutawney <laughs> Phil. Fucking Phil. <laughs> I think he said there's like extra weeks of winter or something. Six more know. weeks from February 2nd, though. That's get uh, back in that hole. That's only middle of March. <laughs> it's only middle March. <laughs> hate, hate him. Yeah. <laughs> Every year he ruins my life on February 2nd. Uh, He's just a rodent. Anyway. Um, it was Mardi Gras this past week, though. It, it I, was. I didn't yeah. realize until Ash Wednesday. But and they're having record heat down in, in like Florida, that area, yeah. too. So, mm -hmm. I mean, good for partying, I guess. If anyone got some beads <laughs> over Did anybody week. get any beads? <laughs> Congrats. You earned Congrats. them, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, newsworthy stuff this week. Mm -hmm. A couple of quick things. Um, the rig renewed for season two officially. Yeah, I, I assumed it would be because it kind of left on a cliffhanger. And I told you it was getting a lot of good feedback. Um. Karen Robinson posted she had been nominated this week for a Canadian Screen Award um, for her show Pretty Hard Cases. I've seen that 
around. I'm not sure what streaming service that's on. Do you? Off the top I, of your head, I'm no. not sure. We'll we'll dig. Up I think it's net. I think it's Netflix, but I'm not 100 okay. percent sure. So she got a an, a nod for best supporting performer in a comedy series. So good luck to her. Um, I also love that they have a performer category. I think that's very progressive minded to yeah, have it gender nod. neutral, gender neutral. And yeah. So yeah, so there are eight nominees, and it looks like in this there are three men and. I, I'm assuming men. I don't know mm-hmm. what they identify as, but three men and five women. So power to the ladies, if yes. that's the case. But yeah, performer, you're right. That is really progressive. I like mm-hmm. that. But leave it to those Canadians to be yes. so. Um, Eugene Levy's show starts to today. We're recording on Friday. So mm-hmm. as of the release of this episode, you'll be able to watch it. The yes. Reluctant Traveler on Apple TV. He has been making the rounds on all the interview shows. Seth, you watched an interview with Stephen Colbert. I saw his late show uh, with Stephen Colbert interview and he's just so he's so charming, but it was it was refreshing to see Eugene as Eugene. And he talks yeah. a bit about how this show is kind of his first time doing any project where he's himself. He talks about how he's so good at character acting or so comfortable in characters, you know, whereas when it's yourself, like you have to be vulnerable and you have to be the, Mm -hmm. you're the one sort of in charge of what comes out of your mouth and it's not the writers. (laughs) And so, you know, just even seeing him being interviewed, his demeanor is just, he talks, he says, you know, I'm very close to Johnny, but even still like there's differences, but now being like, completely myself on this show. And it was funny to hear about the premise, how the show got pitched was originally it was supposed to be, they called him and said, we want you to host a travel show where you like review hotels all around the world. And he basically was like, I think you've got the wrong guy. I hate traveling. This is not, I don't think I'm going to be what you want. And so that's they, where they got the idea. For that's the where name, they got the idea. And so they like the writers or the producers had a little follow-up chat with each other and then call them back and are like actually that's going to be the show is the reluctant traveler you know they didn't come up with the name immediately but just the idea of cool you know someone who hates traveling being thrown into these international experiences um i i know he's been on like the kelly clarkson show and all the morning shows this week i've been seeing just people sharing news feeds when he was on stephen colbert did they did he ask him about a Shit's Creek re- reboot or a movie oh, or anything like that. Oh, of course. They had to end the, ep- the interview with that. It's also funny. Every time they say Shit's Creek, at least on CBS. They bleep it or blur it or bleep whatever. It. No, they have to show the logo to show how it's spelled. Ugh. So every so time that you know Schitt's, they're not swearing, they, uh, the logo for Shit's Creek shows up. Yeah. And they even like poked fun about why they yeah. have to do that. But yeah, of course, so Stephen asked him, <laughs> Stephen asked him about, you know, is there any possibility in the future to see, uh, you know, a return, whether it's a movie or another project. And he basically was like, nothing is in the works, but we're always open to the opportunity. It just would have to be something that takes us to a higher level than where we left off. You know, we wouldn't say something about this. Yeah. This everyone is always talking about this in the groups. And I swear to God, maybe you feel the same way. I just we don't need that. We don't need a movie. We don't need more of the show. Like, in my opinion, am I the only one that thinks so? Don't get me wrong. If there is a movie, I will be first in line to see it. Right. But think of a movie, a movie. I'm just saying a movie because that is what most mm-hmm. often comes up in conversation. Think of a movie and the whole way it's shot with a score and with different scenery and different 
Uh-huh. It's just a completely different feel and vibe. And yes. to me, it just wouldn't work. I just cannot picture it working. It you're, I you're think on because the- I think the the way that the show is formatted where the episodes are so quirky and they cut off at like the funniest moment and the yeah. music comes in. Like, how would you bring that into a, a two hour or 90 minute movie? Right. I don't know. To me, yeah. I just can't picture it. And I just. Every time it comes up, I think, no, no, no movie. I wouldn't let it be. I agree. I will go if it happens. But I agree that if it was ever going to happen, it needs to be so remarkable and and it needs to take a different angle that maybe is unexpected and it's not redundant. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's just I just think "Mm, I think I'm good. I think I'm good with it just being Mm -hmm. where it landed, you know, yeah. Kind of but, like how when a good book ends and like you're like, oh, it's over, but oh, you know, it's a really not, good end. It's one of these shows that just decided to quit while they're ahead rather than just beating itself to death yes. after 10 seasons mm-hmm. a la Walking Dead or Lost or mm-hmm. what else? Grey's Anatomy. God, yeah. that show's still on TV. 50, I don't understand seasons, how. Yeah. No offense if you watch that show, but it's crazy to me. <laughs> um, so anyway... <laughs> Interesting. I, I'm yeah. I'm gonna have to watch some of the Eugene interviews, and mm. then son of a gun, I didn't start a timer, Stephanie. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. Um, and then finally, we did do a few polls. Uh, oh, cream yeah. of mushroom, cream of mushroom soup, eighty four percent. No overwhelmingly, way. overwhelmingly no to cream oh, of mushroom soup. No, thank thank you, you for confirming our suspicion, guys. <laughs> Zip lining or ropes courses, types like that. We're very split on this. Our audience is about 56 to 44. Yeah. Some uh, daredevils. That they would do it. 56%. I didn't get the number, the count on that. And then you shared Rotten Tomatoes is giving that cocaine bear a really good solid review. Almost a perfect score. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes is a lot of people's really barometer for movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if it's getting good scores on there, it's got to be good fun. It's got great be. fun, right? Great fun. <laughs> but we did ask, so. can you think of any other a la Cocaine Bear or Crows Have Eyes 3, the crowning type films that are just like you can tell or you assume maybe is a better word that were made be, as a joke. They'll, they're made as a joke or meant to be bad. And we got a couple answers, but like films that you you love that are of that genre. Um, I saw someone posted Bridesmaids, which I really love Bridesmaids. I couldn't believe we got that answer. <laughs> I was thinking, no way. Maybe just the way it was set up was meant to seem like it would be bad. I mean, it is very jokey. It's an excellent movie, in yes, my opinion. But um, yeah. Did we get any other answers? Um, someone wrote in Notting Hill. I feel like people took this as... Well, at least the Notting Hill answer, like they I feel like that was more movies. like a guilty, guilty pleasure movie. Oh, yeah. Like it's garbage. That was considered yeah. a good movie. I never really saw that one, but um, Is that yeah, the I one remember with people talking about Julia it. Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. I almost said Hugh Jackman. One of those Hughes. Oh, the other Hugh. <laughs> but it is Hugh Grant. Yes. Yeah. And Julia Roberts. And I feel like it. it I feel like that person took it more as like a guilty pleasure type. Mm. What is, what is the movie people shit on, but you really like, but I think yeah. Notting Hill is a good movie too. It's I up there. In I've never seen it, but I've I was it. thinking like Sharknado, like we said last week, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Velocipaster, which is another one of my favorite <laughs> ones. Wait, that is that a Velociraptor yes, no. who's a pastor? Yeah. It's a pastor that morphs into a Velociraptor at night. Oh and God. I'm not shitting you, Stephanie. When the Velocipaster is in dinosaur form, it's one of those blow up dinosaur costumes. Those inflatable. Oh my ones. God. It's so hilarious. <laughs> Again, I'm thinking like 
take some drugs and watch these movies. Well, yeah, that's not watch for like a fever dream. Care. Yeah. yeah. So and something else that's funny about Velocipaster is it was like they didn't have the budget to finish one scene or something with special effects. And so there was this explosion and then just a cut to this grocery store that's supposed to have an explosion or a car or something. And it just says insert explosion CG here. And it was literally text. And it's like, they didn't have the budget to finish it. So they just said, ah, screw it. We're releasing that makes it. Anyway. it funnier though. So yeah. That's yeah. That's, that's <laughs> kind of quality. I was hoping to get with yeah. those answers. So maybe we re-asked the question when the crows have eyes comes out in person. Maybe. Right. Yes. Anyways, that's all the news that's fit to be printed and, this week's opening segment, I think. Okay. So we'll good. dive in. Let's do it. Uh, I am taking the lead this week in our episode titled 50 Shades of Johnny Rose. Sexy. So <clears throat> it's nighttime at the motel. The crickets yes. are chirping. Middle everyone's of the peace- night. Everyone's peacefully slumbering and literally in flies Moira. Caca. <laughs> <laughs> and she is back from Bosnia, you guys. She barges in. John, John. Are you awake? Your wayfaring thespian has returned. And she just is running a mile a minute from the second she walks in the door. She's declaring the movie a huge success, not to jinx anything. The Bosnians are calling it a stunning reinvigoration of the franchise, loosely translated. Johnny's kind of shaking off his sleep and saying, what? Uh, What are you doing here? I thought you were coming in at noon. New Mountain Bosnian time, of course, which I'm not sure what time zone Bosnia is in or how many hours ahead it is. But she has been traveling since 8 a.m. three days ago. Well, that's quite the marathon. Yeah. She says, no need to get up. I'm sure you had a big party planned for me, but I just wanted to get home early and see you. She missed everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I can attest those time zone flights are awful. I have just been on two of them. And when you're coming, which is the worst direction to fly, east or west? To me, so when we went, we went, we flew into Spain and we flew into Austria. Uh, To me, flying there was supposed to be the easy part because it was a red eye overnight flight and you took off in the evening here and you landed mid morning there. Because you lose time when you go east. You lose time, but you're also you're also um, you're doing it overnight. So it's Uh like, oh, you just got a little bit less sleep if you can sleep Uh on the plane, presumably. I did not sleep on the plane, at least on the way really to neither, but especially on the way to Spain. And I think we talked about this. I was such a grouch when we landed. And when we got to Spain, I was not a good travel companion because I was so tired. Uh I think what is the longest you have ever been awake? Steph, do you know? Have you ever been a long awake longer have you been awake 24 hours maybe once and i probably slept for like 13 hours after it to compensate this i can guarantee you when we went to spain was the longest i had been up because i it was making me physically ill Mm. and joe is just this happy-go-lucky let's Mm -hmm. go we're here let's go to spain let's go walk (laughs) around for 20 miles at this point, I'm starving and tired. I don't even know what I'm looking at. And I'm having a mental breakdown on the streets of Madrid. I'm like, nope, we got to. I just can you find me some food and bring me to a pillow because yes. I was done. Mm-hmm. But it was a day by the time I woke up here and got to Spain and got to bedtime at Airbnb. It was a day and a half. 
of being awake and I was crazy. I was it was gross. And that's not how you want to start a trip either. No. And it took me a long time to recover. You know, like I feel like I had to take a nap every day when we were done Mm -hmm. sightseeing, which timing wise it worked out. I ate late there. So we took a break and just went out to dinner again. But it, it just was awful. I so I thought that would be the harder part. But coming back, um, I thought or I thought that would be the easier part. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Coming back, I thought would be harder because everything is so late there. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's 6 p.m. here. It's midnight in Spain and I've adjusted there. It wasn't super bad coming back either time, thankfully. Right. I mean, the second time I had COVID, so I just slept for two days and blamed that. So yeah. it could have been COVID, could have been jet <laughs> But Moira has been awake for three days now. Three days. She took a Bosnian upper or two or three. She doesn't really know. They're the size of a nickel and she wanted to be sure, mm-hmm. you know. And Johnny says, well, dear, I'm sure this all sounds real. First of all, they had her routed through Nairobi. Wasn't there like a swarm uh, of some locusts? Reason, and a swarm of locusts caused them to miss their second connection. I did some Google, some asks Jeevesing on mm. where Bosnia is in relation to Nairobi. And it does oh, not yeah. make sense for her to be traveling through Nairobi. First of all, are there any connections through Africa? That doesn't make sense to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> so remember last week you were talking about we're not sure where Bosnia is. I mean, oh, I, knew I, had kind a, of... I had a geography lesson courtesy of Sushan after oh, last bet. week's episode came out. Yeah. Yeah, I so I knew it was Eastern European and kind of in the south there. I just I wouldn't be able to tell you which one it was. Mm -hmm. So if you think of Italy, the boot, it's off the back side of the boot across the sea, whatever sea that is. So that's where these are. The back side of the boot, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) The back side of the boot, the Italy, the Italian boot. So presumably in my mind, and this is just because I overheard someone else connecting in Madrid on their way to Madrid, they were going on to Romania, which is close to Bosnia. Mm-hmm. They will. She would connect in Europe. You would never go to Nairobi of all places, unless she was on like a really eccentric, like Larry yeah. Air airline. Or yes, something. yes, possibly. Yeah. So anyway, three days later, she winds up back in Schitt's Creek. She wants to tell all these stories. Johnny says, "You know, this sounds like a nightmare of travel. Why don't we just go to bed?" She says, "Okay, good idea." And then yells, "Kids!" <laughs> runs next door, and this is not the. First time we've seen the kids rudely awoken by mm-hmm. shit in the night, you know, and they'll both wake up. Oh, grouchy as ever. This is how I would be. We talk about mm-hmm. this all the time. Let me sleep. Alexis is pulling the blanket over her head. And Moira says, I just wanted to let you know that mommy got home safe. and She's so funny. And I love how she walks in too and wakes them up and says, what are you guys doing up so late? Um, hello. <laughs> hello. You, you just woke, woke us, us up. up. So. She says, okay, one quick story. And she's, I don't know if you noticed, she's sitting on Alexis's bed and trying to reach for her feet. And Alexis mm-hmm. is like kicking, ew, ew, get away from me. And Johnny says, Moira, why don't we just get to bed? And she says, ooh, also, frisky, we get a, John. <laughs> we get a great peek of uh, Johnny's full length night shirt. He's got a night shirt on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. His stereotypical I also jammies. noticed when she barges in at the very beginning, he's sleeping in the middle of the bed. So enjoying some extra real estate as a... Do you do single that? in a queen size bed? Do you do that or yeah? If have I you not really been away since you guys moved in together. Well, we have two bed bedrooms here, and so sometimes one of us one of us has been sick, sick or like or something. Yeah, we'll each take a room just so we can like spread out. And I yeah, I love to spread out. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have a queen size or a king size in your queen your room? Queen. Yeah. Okay. See, we that's... have two queens. 
We have the king size here, and I'll never, ever, ever go back. How could to you go back? Else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah. John says, "Let's get to bed." Moira says, "Ooh, frisky, John." And of mm-hmm. course, we're met with ewes Ew. from the kid, and. Off they Those go. will be the last ewes that they say. Oh, no, there episode. are a lot of ewes in this episode. Yeah. I did notice that. Um, the next morning, I don't know where the boys are, but Moira is having a breakdown in her room. No, this cannot be true. Yelling about God knows what. And Alexis comes in to see what's up. And Moira says, you know, I was going to get some sleep, but I decided it's best to round up to an even four days. So she spent the night reorganizing the room, which you will see is in complete disaster mode. But isn't that always the case when you're reorganizing? Yeah. But I can also relate to this. Like if I'm overtired, but to the point where I can't sleep and my brain is racing, I will do those kind of things like yeah. reorganize the bookshelf or like yeah, clean my or drawer. Just or get, just, if you what? can't sleep, you just get frustrated from not being able to sleep. Yeah. Even though you yeah. are actually overtired. Yeah. Yeah. So Moira's been busy. She's been reorganizing the room and stumbled across some love letters, some spicy mm-hmm. love letters. Loads and of she them. says... Says, I know, I don't know what these are, but I found them presumably on Johnny's side of the bed or hidden somewhere where he Mm -hmm. has access to them. And she says, There's these spicy love letters, and I don't know who your dad thinks he's reading, who's he, who he's reading from these, these from, who he's reading these from. But you have to see this, Alexis. You just have to. And Alexis (laughs) is like, No, I don't think I do. But she takes one and reads, Dearest John John, I'm lying here stuck, sweaty. And all I can think about is you and the last night we spent together bed shaking. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) And she quickly reminds Moira, I don't have a therapist anymore. So I don't need this kind of trauma thinking about her dad's sex life. Right. Uh, And Moira is just kind of. I'm sure there's a logical explanation. I'm sure there's a logical explanation. She's just kind of talking herself into this. And Alexis knows, yes, I'm sure there is. And I think you just need to sleep and recover a little bit before we attack this situation. Right. She puts Moira to bed and walks out. And Moira stays there for half a second. Barrel rolls rolls off the edge. back over. (laughs) Just maybe just one more to lull me to sleep is what Mm -hmm. she says. That's kind of the open. That was the opening and the next scene. Yeah. But we're going to first stick with Alexis tonight. Okay. Um. So after she's done with Moira, she shows up at Ted's and in these high, high heels and her little dress. And presumably <laughs> she's supposed to be ready for a run because Ted says, uh, I don't think you can run in that. And she says, we'll tell that to the Yakuza. Um. I thought that we heard the Yakuza reference maybe before, but I think it was a different group. But I looked up the Yakuza and uh, Japanese, Japanese organized crime yeah. or uh, organization. So in case you're interested, she's running from the Yakuza and heels that are about six inch and in stiletto, if you will. Would you say those were about six inch? They were yeah. very high. Um, and she says, I forgot about the run, uh, but I can't run anyway. Do you would you ever exercise with Sushant? Like this seems to be no. one of their activities. Well, no, I wouldn't. would we would do like recreational activities that like a hike are, or something are disguised exercise in disguise. Mm-hmm. But he's always like, "You want to go for a run?" And I'm like, "No, I don't," because I know you would run at a a clip that I wouldn't, and you if you kept with me, then you would be going slower than you would want to. So it's just something right. we don't need to do together. Joe's not an exerciser whatsoever, and I for sure am. 
Mm-hmm. But sometimes, so especially when I was training for my marathon, if I needed to get a long run in once in a while, he would ride the bike while I ran. Okay. But See, I'm also like a slower runner. So, so I feel like that's still needs to learn how to ride a bike. So we can't even oh, like, that's bike right. rides together. <laughs> I'm the slower runner. So I feel like when he's riding a bike, it's just like a snail's pace for him on the bike. This doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. So we don't do anything like that together either. Unless, like you said, it's like a hike mm-hmm. or something. Or yeah. some, And usually even that's on a vacation. We don't just do that shit for fun. So. Yeah. Um, but they apparently run together, which kind of makes sense. We always knew Ted works out. He's always talking about bench pressing and all his lifts and his gains. And Alexis, we know, goes on runs pretty regularly. So mm-hmm. they're a fit, fun and flirty couple. But <clears throat> this time she forgot and she said, there's no way I can go for a run anyway. I'm too traumatized by these porny love letters <laughs> that I read. <laughs> And she's, they sit down together and she just says, why? I don't understand why my dad would hold on to these. It's kind of weird. And Ted times in and he says, well, you know, I've seen some things from past relationships, including our past. Mm-hmm. Steph, do you have anything from a past relationship from pre-Shushant days? Um, I was trying to think about that. I, I can't think of any like one thing from a relationship but I am someone who holds on to cards and letters. I have so mm-hmm. many like memory boxes and photo boxes in the closet. And I was actually looking through one before this episode. And I found a couple letters that I'm going to share a little bit later in this episode. If we have time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I definitely love to like hold on to stuff just for like sentimental reasons and just for the rare opportunity in the future where I might pull them out and look at them again and it's just like a trip down memory lane yeah so it's you say that I keep a lot of memorabilia type things like that too but nothing nothing basic like if it's a simple birthday card or a Christmas card Mm. Merry Christmas 2023 or whatever Mm -hmm. that shit goes in the garbage almost the second I open it but I do have a couple uh especially from Joe I have a card when I lived in New York before because I moved there before him and he mm-hmm. missed me he sent me this card and he traced his hands and it said something about see this hug and this is me hugging oh, him I have that oh my gosh that's cute. so cute yeah and then I also have a friend for my a card a friend I also have a friend I also have a card for my friend Kate I some drama I can't remember exactly the whole spiel but some drama went down between friends and or people that we weren't even friends with like mutual friends and I was just kind of annoyed and venting to her about it and then shortly after she sent me this card that says you always hate the same people I hate and I love that (laughs) I just saved that because it made me laugh just and and a letter I have a letter from my grandma and just things like Mm -hmm. that important things but if it's like a basic uh annual birthday or Christmas card read it take the 20 bucks out throw that shit in the garbage So yeah, and I have like a box, like a memory box just for our stuff too that we've started, which yeah, at some point we'll probably whittle down the thing. So cute when you guys have kids one day. But like we keep all the stupid stuff. Like if we go somewhere, we'll keep we'll put tickets in there. Sometimes we keep receipts for when we go out to dinner and we'll like put a little note on it and then we'll put it in the box. Just like, I for sure have some things like that too, but nothing specifically devoted to Joe and I. Yeah. Um, it's funny because Ted says, <clears throat> well, I do have this waterproof watch from Heather. <laughs> oh yeah. Which, which is mostly functional, you know? And mm-hmm. I was thinking you were going to say something like that. Cause you know, when you've been dating somebody, they get you useful things Yeah, and it's not really sentimental. It's just something you wouldn't throw out, you know? Yeah. I don't think I had like a lot of, boyfriends around the holidays in my yeah. past so like yeah 
not a lot of like, no gift giving situations. Yeah. Okay. Could have timed so, that better, but no. Ted's yeah, no <laughs> shit. You should have taken advantage of that. What the heck? So Ted has this waterproof watch from Heather, but he also mentions I, you know, I have some stuff from our past, which is interesting because you know they've had a pretty tumultuous past, yeah. and it's interesting and that he might and now back on. Yeah, it's interesting he might have wanted to keep her in mind even when he wasn't with her. But I thought, you know, I think this is just indicative that he always kind of knew maybe maybe she would be a part of his life. Like Mm -hmm. in some he had a place for her in his heart, even if they didn't work out, he had some things. So, Mm -hmm. of course, she's held on to things for sure, too. Of course, obviously. (laughs) Ted says, "Okay, but your face is saying something different. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, I I held on to so many things Uh, like that empty book. And he said, you mean (laughs) the journal, journal. (laughs) which which I am a newbie journaler, not new, like just in the last year, I'm a newbie journaler. Did Mm. you know that about? I did not know that about you. You journal? I used to when I was young. I've, I've kind of outgrown it where like my attention span isn't always there to, to stick with it. But I journaled a lot as a kid. Like I still Mm -hmm. have all of my like childhood journals and diaries and. I um, never ever was into that and I never um thought I would be as an adult but it's part of the whole okay therapy process yeah and I would say just as a matter of fact it was almost a year ago that I started and now I'm like a regular it's a regular habit wow it's go back and read them or is it just the the act Um, of writing it down the first time I do read some things I go Mm -hmm. back and I especially so between therapy appointments, I'll go back and read them the day before I go Mm -hmm. just to see like, oh, what went on these three weeks just to see if I need to talk something. Some of it's journal. None of it's okay. None of it's like, oh, dear diary today, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) It's nothing like that. It's just random shit that's happening, whatever. Um, Or sometimes I'm just. I need to make a list of things that I mm-hmm. want to accomplish or things to do. So it's just, it's a mixed bag of things. Some of yeah. it's more serious. Some of it's actual homework assignments from my mm-hmm. therapist, but it's been very interesting to become a journaler. To co- Yeah. To come into that routine, but good for yes. you a whole year. It's It's been very easy to stick with too. Good. So probably something that will stick, I would think. Nice. But Alexis has never written in hers. <laughs> and said you know i kept that empty book and probably some jewelry like um and ted has to chime in and says like a locket mm-hmm. and she's like, yes i kept that the most <laughs> <laughs> dude to me lockets are so old school too oh did you have gosh. a locket when you were a kid As like That's a such toddler a little kid yeah. thing right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It seems but that weird just that goes you to would show Ted and his such like a mentality. Yeah. Goody two shoe guy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just kind of a no offense if you have a locket, but like, it's 2023. Yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of an old school gift. I got one, like, for example, when I was a flower girl in somebody's uh-huh. wedding, that was my gift and it came with yeah. a book and stuff. So mm-hmm. I never did put a picture in it. So I had one that like, had a picture of me in it, like as a oh, I was, I was a child, and in the locket was a picture. Of look, me. <laughs> look at my favorite person in this locket. I'm always going to remember me. up the wazoo. Close, yeah, yes, close to. <laughs> let's keep myself close to my heart. You know, self love is the most important yes, kind of love. Exactly. <laughs> so she said yes. Totally kept that the most. When you can tell by the look on her face, she has no like, idea what locket. Or she yeah. doesn't have it. Like whatever. No. So she heads to the cafe. Um, in the establishing shot, the old brown beater car is back just for Ooh. your reference. So we'll see okay. if that sticks around. But she heads over to chit chat with Twyla and come to find out 
Twyla's got the locket. <laughs> so I give so. props to Alexis. At first, I was thinking this meant she had no idea what happened to it. Yeah. But clearly, she did know. She remembered giving mm-hmm. it away and knew where to find it. So I, agree, I give her a little I, bit of credit for that. Because in the previous scene, I would have never guessed she had any clue where it is. Right. But then we come over here. So she basically, this is not, <laughs> this is not best friend moment for Alexis, but she no. basically insults Twyla and she says, you know, I've always admired your jewelry game. She's making small talk to bring this mm-hmm. into conversation because how else would you just bring this up? Yes. She says, I've always admired your jewelry game. Just pick a couple pieces and wear them to death. <laughs> Twyla, you know, Twyla always has a story for everything. And Twyla says, yeah. oh, are you talking about my earrings? Because the clasp is broke and they are literally stuck on my ears. I cannot get them off. And Alexa says, yeah, all my jewelry is boring, too. <laughs> Twyla goes, is that what I said? Uh, the mind no. hears what it wants yes, to hear, I guess. It just it, Alexis is just on a goal. She's on yes. this path. She, I got to get this locket back. And she's yeah. wearing it. Alexis, or I'm sorry, Twyla is wearing yeah. this locket. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, my friends and I used to do these jewelry swaps where we bring over all of our parents' diamonds. Man, I bet they got some nice shit. Like oh, some yeah. Tiffany's, Cartier, whatever. Mm-hmm. And throw everything in a pile and just take what you want. And we just we did a swap, and she said, "I wish I had a friend to swap with here." But said, to yeah. swap families is <laughs> what I had. A, <laughs> I wish I had a friend. I thought that as a kid growing up to swap families with. Oh my god, <laughs> Twilight Twilight. pass. Yeah. I feel like if there are any after shows, we could do a spinoff of just Twilight's pass. Twyla. Don't you think we could get away? It'd be with called that? "What Happened to Twyla." <laughs> so. <laughs> so, and it could uh, end with, "Oh, I don't want to spoil," but it could end with. Her revelation uh, at the end. We of the know, series. yeah. Don't yeah. spoil anything, but yeah, it, that that could be a good show. Damn, yeah. let me get on that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alexis says, you know, like for example, I've really just, I really just love your locket. And Twyla says, well, that makes sense because you gave, you it, gave to it to me. And Alexis says, well, I know, but I wonder what it would look like on me. And Twyla says, so you want the locket? Um, Alexis says. Like, yeah, let's just, we'll do a swap. We'll do a jewelry swap. And she said, I got a great toe ring you would look good in. (laughs) Toe ring. But they're not allowed to wear open-toed shoes. Makes sense. At a Mm -hmm. restaurant, spill that hot grease on those feet. Golly. And Twyla's into it, though. She said, yeah, I love that bracelet. (laughs) Very hesitant. (laughs) Alexis is like, oh, you do, huh? And why don't I come over and lunch and we'll swap some more junk, like my Mm -hmm. grandpa's hospital bracelets. Ew. (laughs) She's got loads of those. Yeah, he's really into it. So she picks up her tray. Love me a good milkshake. There's two Mm, on that tray, Stephanie. Mm. And Alexis says, oh, let me help you with that. But Twyla said, no, I got it. She thinks Alexis is going to help her with with the the dishes of all things. The food. No, 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 no. The locket. I want it right this second. She's (laughs) trying to still balance this tray. Literally going to take this off of you while you're working. Mm -hmm. She gets it and heads presumably heads right back over to Ted's or at least yeah. maybe this is later in the day. Yeah. Comes back to Ted's and she is so, <laughs> so dumb. I didn't I get- catch this until I just watched it. How broad she's being yeah. in this scene to try to, to show Ted that she's got, she goes, can I get some more popcorn, which is on the other side of Ted? And he says, Oh, sure. But she says, no, I'll get it. And she spreads her body and I'm like pauses you were- <laughs> with her. Like she's, Rose on the front of the Titanic, yeah. just like <laughs> yeah, like spreads her body in her cable knit sweater and sprawls across Ted, 
putting her neck like right in mm-hmm. front of him. And he, I mean, I feel like he almost laughs out loud yeah. the same way we are. Oh, I guess you're wearing the locket. Yeah. And of course, she's got to make it a point for him to see this. But this whole situation backfires when Ted says, well, that means you kept your favorite picture of me. And Ted, wink, wink, that that picture is on a locked folder of my phone. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Yeah. Steph- Stephanie. Nope, I don't. <laughs> do you have any locked pictures on your phone? You're very quick to answer that. No, I, knew, I just knew where you were leading. <laughs> I'm going to throw the question right back at you, Catherine. I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. But I do have that one I sent to you. (laughs) I mean, I don't think I have that one. I would only be able to find it in our text messages. Yes. But that would be a locked one if I had that on my actual Katie was feeling very patriotic on election day several (laughs) years ago. (laughs) I don't have any nudes or anything like that, though. Nothing locked up. Nothing important. Uh, well, anyway, Ted says, well, you kept my favorite photo, which presumably was in the locket when he gave it to her and he opens the locket and he said, uh, there's it's a picture Twyla. of Twyla. <laughs> and Alexis says, yeah, she's, uh, I put that in there. She's an important friend. And the way she says friend is yes. <laughs> <like> so fake. <laughs> and Ted says, Twyla's mom, which this is interesting because presumably she's been around town then. That means if Ted knows her, knows yeah. who she is. Mm-hmm. And Twyla's mom is her important friend. Her <laughs> friend. <laughs> of course. Who doesn't? Who doesn't keep mm-hmm. pictures of their mom, friends, moms, and their lockets? So I I have to agree with Alexis though. She first of all, Twyla got her a gift and she didn't have anything. And she said, honestly, the necklace just reminded me of our sad past and the bad yeah. things she did. So that, mm-hmm. I think that's fair. She shouldn't yeah. she need to keep it. Mm-hmm. Um and Ted says, it's okay. Like, let's just forget about it and focus on the future. If it makes you feel any b- better. I love that he gets to end with like, actually, yeah. I got rid of some stuff too. <laughs> yeah. I I burnt a wallet that you gave me. I took some things you gave me to the incinerator with some pets that needed to be cremated. Another ew. Yeah. <laughs> and he burnt a wallet that she gave him, which is sad because he was one stamp away from a full sub. <laughs> Which this is very nostalgic of my high school days when Subway had punch cars and you can get a free sub. Man, those were the good old days. I don't have that shit anymore. But she says, well, it was David's wallet. So don't feel too bad. So she's a big re-gifter. She's a big re-gifter. Yeah. Are hers and don't belong to her. Apparently. So, (laughs) Um, Well, that segment went a little longer than I was expecting. So we'll take a break now and then we'll check in with david and moira when we get back okay this week's episode is sponsored by the elmdale county police ensuring safety and prosperity for all within the community whether thwarting the illegal transport and distribution of unauthorized and unpasteurized dairy products or protecting local businesses from theft of both the blatant and ambiguous varieties help is just a call away and as part of their new anonymous hotline initiative citizens can now call a dedicated number H8 to 808 to report urgent affairs and the operator Schitt's Creek native Gwen Curry will be sure to spread the news in record time to all authorities, social groups, and social media platforms. So the next time your favorite alligator handbag goes missing or you catch a middle-aged couple crawling through your cabin window, call the Elmdale County Police and they'll be on the call in no time. 
All right, we are back. And thank you to the Elmdale County Police. I want to do a special shout out just to thank them for their crowd control during singles week because it was oh yeah, it was a crazy week. And they were mm-hmm. out there, you know, running the main intersection, directing traffic <laughs> across from Bob's garage. They did yeah. a great job, didn't they? they did. Yes, they really did. So speaking of the Elmdale County Police, they're going to have to make a pit stop at the store because mm-hmm. there is a crime spree happening over at the shop. Over at the Rose Apothecary. <laughs> this is probably <laughs> one of the most off the hook, just ridiculous yeah. scenes. Um, David is just alone in the store and in walks a guy in a ski mask. He's got his hand in his jacket and he says, give me all your money. And in true David response, what else is he going to say? Uh, well, small problem. Our money isn't for sale. Isn't for sale. <laughs> Because it's robber has to say, idiot, I'm robbing you. Give me your cash. <laughs> well, there's no cash. Patrick is out getting cash for change, mm-hmm. which is always a mystery to me. You know, I mean, I guess when you start a business, you got to just provide your own money up front to have change, right? Well, or when up- you have a garage sale or something. Yeah. But then also, you don't want to keep all your money in the cash register. So like, I don't put know. Put it in maybe, the bank every Put it in the hours. bank and then, yeah, you want to keep enough uh, variable bills. Like, you don't want to yeah. have all 20s. You got to have a mix of everything. Well, David named it, which I've never heard it named before. He's out getting money for the float. Yeah, so I've never heard that either. Float, I've never heard that term. Mm-hmm. So learn something new. Yeah. And Stevie kind of walks out from the back. I guess she's helping at the store a little bit. Walks out with a box and sees this guy and quickly turns back. And he mm-hmm. says, where do you think you're going? He caught her. And okay. she just stops here. Going right here. <laughs> <laughs> and David says, you know, we don't have any cash. Patrick's out getting cash. I'm sorry. I don't mm-hmm. really have anything to get you. And he looks at Stevie. What do you have? I love her line. Perfect response. Wallet full of debt. <laughs> I always, I literally, okay, when I lived in New York, I thought, what would I do if I got mugged on the street? Honestly, take my fucking purse. My credit card limit is $3,000 and it's probably maxed out. I have $20 cash and probably $400 in my bank account. What are you going to get? You want my student loans while you're at it? Here you go. (laughs) I don't know why, but I was always thinking about Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to fight, especially this day and age. You can cancel your credit cards instantly. Yeah. I'm not going to fight you Honestly, you know what anything. I do a lot is I've just made a habit of it. I don't know if I started this when I was in college or what, but I'll keep my keys in my coat pocket and not in my purse as well. As yeah, my because at least because then you have your car. Because if someone <laughs> takes my purse, I'm like, okay, I can get that stuff back or get to cancel it. But I need my right. keys. I need my phone. Yeah. So I keep those to me are more important than my wallet. The phone, I think the phone would be the most important to me just because of all the mm-hmm. contact information and the pictures. But even that, it's backed up in the cloud. Yeah. I, I mean, keys first, phone, and keys, then yeah. wallet. Yeah. The biggest pain in the ass in my wallet is my license, having to start mm. that process all over again. But who carries yeah. cash really anymore? I never have any like large no. amounts of money. Mm-mm. Good luck. I'll have my credit card canceled before you try and use it even. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay. Yeah. But Stevie's response was funny though. Wallet full of mm-hmm. debt. It was just so perfect. And he said, well, somebody put something in a bag. I'm not here. I'm not leaving here empty handed. I'm robbing you. And suddenly everyone's a sales associate on this floor. <laughs> Stevie says, well, David throws in a couple of bottles of wines in this bag it's not just and a bag, Rob- though. It's a luxury yeah. canvas oh, tote. Yeah, they're personally branded totes, right? Yes. And 
he says, well, what else do you have? And Stevie says, well, the, the brie, the brie goes good with the wine. The tapena goes with the, the brie. And David says, suddenly she's a sales associate. Mm-hmm. Or do you have bad skin? <laughs> she, he needs skincare. Sure, whatever, right? And so they load all this shit into a bag and hand it to the guy. And it's suddenly very obvious he had nothing under his shirt. Well, there's two old, bags and now old, he's holding them both. Tote bags. And he's just kind of standing there dumbfounded. And David yells at Stevie, well, could you help the man with the door? His <laughs> hands are full. And Stevie says, yeah, sorry. Opens the door. Says thank you to he the thanks man. Them. He thanks them. And yeah. off he goes. And they look at each other, David and Stevie. And David says, why does it feel like we did something wrong? <laughs> Like, yep, you just you just basically yeah. robbed yourself at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. So, Katie, have you ever witnessed a robbery or been victimized no, by a robbery? But I was or... getting to this. Um, obviously, living in New York, that just kind of was a yeah. kind of like on the back of your mind when you're walking home at night or whatever. It never, nothing ever happened to me like that in the five years, almost five mm-hmm. years we lived there. I love David's. Um, David had a comment. I can't remember if it was in the next scene or right here, but he said, I've never been robbed before. And I had friends that lived in Brooklyn, which is such a Manhattanite comment. Mm-hmm. I feel like David never left the island of Manhattan when he lived in New York. So Probably not. that would be the same thing about saying, and I had friends that lived in Queens and Astoria, which mm-hmm. I've never been robbed. And that's where mm-hmm. I live. So, mm-hmm. but no, never. Have you? Uh, not seriously. No, but we had a garage sale once years ago. Like mm. I was maybe in college and back for the summer. And we were selling like all this crap. And I think we had some like electronics, like an an iPod mini or something that we were trying to sell for like $10 or $15. And this guy wanted it for like basically nothing. And we were like, no, like it's already priced pretty low. Like, no, we won't take that. And he got mad and he stole like we because we noticed like within minutes that there was like the iPad wasn't missing or the ipod wasn't missing but something else stupid was missing that he probably just stole out of spite so you know garage what? sales are tough you got to watch people yeah. especially with small things that they can just pocket you know mm-hmm. and it's not like you inventory that crap no. you have no idea but what also, you actually like, have at the end of the day this is all going to the goodwill if we don't sell right it. So, like, <laughs> i'm not doing anything with really? it either so whatever yeah. but, but no, that's uh, the only thing i could think of so yeah they i haven't I can't even think of anything remotely close to any kind of crime. So (laughs) I think we've lived pretty easy, pretty charmed Mm -hmm. lives. Yeah. Not that I I do have that's a common thing. I do have a cousin who has worked in um, banking and has experienced at least one robbery while at work. Oh, that's wild. Did she have to push the silent button? It was he and I don't know, but it was like an armed robbery. And um, I oh, think wow. the company like paid for everyone's therapy after that because it was like, oh, yeah. yeah. PTSD, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's nice. What a great perk. If you work at a bank, <laughs> I guess they need to give you some assurance <laughs> You have to live through a robbery. But here's your therapy after. Yeah. Uh, so Stevie and David are just kind of left there dumbfounded mm-hmm. <laughs> and they look at each other and. They're kind of recapping in the next scene when we see them. We were robbed, right? It's like they're more confused about anything that happened. Than it all just happened so fast. And like, and David says, well, yeah, we were robbed. They like he left with two bags of products and someone says he had a weapon, right? Well, now David realizes what I said. Well, I think he had a weapon, but he did have two hands <laughs> when yeah. he left. And they suddenly turn against each other. 
well, you offered him the wine and you offered him this. And David said, you offered him the skincare. We don't know what's going on under that mask, which of course David would be concerned about that. (laughs) It kind of brings me back to when those kids were stealing from his store Uh and Alexis tells the one kid, well, you're going to need to come back for the moisturizer because with that (laughs) (laughs) T-zone, like everyone is so concerned about what the skincare does. And Patrick comes back and apparently has been here and has been filled in on the news. He went to the cafe to get tea to calm the nerves. I don't Mm -hmm. know. And he says, can't believe this happened. I was only gone for 45 minutes, which honestly, I feel like he's kind of playing the like the hero here. Like this would have never happened. Like the man's man. This would have never happened if I were here. I really think it would have. I don't think Patrick is any any more like threatening than David and Stevie. I guess there would be more strength in numbers. Yeah, and when they had those counter, not counterfeiters, uh, what do you call them? Shoplifters, the little shoplifters. <laughs> uh, he was uh, he was naive and oblivious to that until Alexis spelled it out for them. Right. So yeah, I don't right. know that he would have been this like force against these <laughs> it just, robbers. It just yeah. seems to me that's how he's, when he says that, that's how he feels. Easier like, said, yeah, we'll it. never know. I was only gone for 45 minutes. Like, uh, what were you going to do? The same thing they were going to do, probably. Mm-hmm. But he seems super, people get kind of mad about this because Patrick is so, um, he's super doubtful and he's kind of nitpicky and is questioning and asking all this stuff. And he says, you know, David and CV again, they're kind of turning on each other and just saying, well, this happened and this happened. And CV thought I was in the back room the whole time. David says, yeah. no, I'm pretty sure you were pretty involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Patrick says, well, no worries. You don't need to talk about it now because you're going to have to talk about it to the police. And they get mm-hmm. very uncomfortable immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of the groups, the Facebook groups. Yes. This is a really hot topic. And this is one that makes me so mad, Stephanie. I don't, I, again, I don't participate in these conversations, but every time someone posts this, I think, I'm sorry if you're listening and you post this, but every time someone posts this, I think, are you an idiot? There is so much speculation that Patrick was the robber and did this to them as a joke on purpose. No, right? No. There is zero point. First of all, was that Patrick? Blah, 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 blah. I feel like their builds are totally different. Yes. <laughs> like, physically. Like, physically, it doesn't sound like him. This happens so much. And honestly, I've always What said would this. his motive be to teach exactly. David a lesson about safety? Or I don't. It's There's no thought in my mind that would lead me to that. Conclusion. And I don't think Patrick would actually call the police because if it if he had to, if right. it ever came out. No way. There's probably a, a worse crime. penalty for that's, impersonating that's a, worse a criminal. Crime. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wasting worse the police crime. officer's time. Yeah. I get so mad when I see that posted. If I've told you this before, if I commented my immediate thoughts on every social media post, I would be banned from society. But every time <laughs> I see that, I think, words. <laughs> are you an idiot? Why do you think this? This is nothing. And most people agree. Most people will yeah. comment and say, no, not at all. Blah, 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 blah. They say it a lot nicer than I would say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's like a hot topic. But yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you feel the same way because there was zero percent of me mm-hmm. that ever, ever thought that. And it just I think a better theory would be like if it if we it became like a murder mystery game kind of thing for the rest of the show where like we're trying to figure out which townie it was like if if it was, you know, wasn't yeah. Patrick, but it was somebody else, like how we it see was somebody we knew. Uh, and... What's his name? Eric in the background of everything. Like when yeah, we yeah. saw the the robber again. Yes, I agree. That would be 
That would be more plausible. Yes. But Patrick, no. No, not Patrick. But it knows Patrick so, would never. Yeah. So the first of all, when Patrick says, well, you're going to have to tell the cops because we're going to need to get insurance money for what mm-hmm. they stole. This guy stole. My adult brain, all these adult thoughts kick in. And I'm thinking, is this really even worth an insurance claim? Doesn't your insurance go up when you make a claim anyway? How much? What do we think the value is of what he stole? Like mm-hmm. a couple bottles of wine, a couple wheels of cheese, some skincare, like 150 tops. Well, that stick pen was like 20 something bucks. So <laughs> I forgot about that. Who knows well, that? That could I was be just thinking line. like, what's their deductible? You're not going to get money back for this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> this grown up consideration goes through my brain when I'm thinking of these <laughs> things. Like this isn't worth talking to the cops. Stevie tries to bail. Like I said, she said uh-huh. I was in the back and David said, nope, you were here. You're going to give your account <laughs> too, basically. So now... We're explaining the situation to the police. And I have never been in this situation, but having watched a lot of crime shows with my husband, I know that witnesses are often, they're hard to recap what they saw. So Stephanie, Mm -hmm. give me your best description of this robber, if you will, please, right now. Oh my gosh. It's it's tough. I'm the cops. Okay. And you need to tell me what this guy looks like. Are you looking at, can you look at a screenshot or something to confirm? Or do you know if I'm I'm just, I'm just going to use my brain. Okay. We can check. We can check it later. He's wearing a, it's a white male. He's wearing a black ski mask with, I want to say a burgundy hoodie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, is his shirt underneath maybe gray? Well, I don't Uh, even know that. See, I should be looking at a picture. And maybe we see some jeans. So what about height? Could you compare him to somebody else in the store? I didn't really see him next to somebody. So no, I don't think it could okay. height. Um, he seemed short to me. Like if I'm really thinking about it, like I think he mm-hmm. seemed shorter than David. Okay. But I don't know how tall David is. So like that affects right. my frame of reference. Okay. Interesting. Um, you got this. You got the, the sweater color right on. Okay. Uh, David describes that as an aubergine color, which oh, I'm not aubergine. really up. I'm not really up on my aubergine. No. <laughs> and yeah, I would say presumably from he's definitely a white male. And I would have also described his voice kind of kind of deeper, like a deeper mm, voice. Yeah. So I guess that's not really you can't really look at someone and tell what their no. voice looks like. But if you have, you know, a voice recognition, maybe it would trigger some uh, memories in an identity, an ID. You know what I do enjoy looking at from time to time are like bad um Crime sketches of crime sketches. Yeah. Of, uh, does it remind you? Do you remember? You remember the episode of The Office when Pam does the sketch and it's Dwight and Dwight, they, with Dwight a goes out mustache. for the flasher and Dwight yeah. goes out and literally puts his picture all around town. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just doesn't see the resemblance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would be funny. I should take on They that could have called in Eric and he that. could have drawn some cartoon drawings. Yeah, some anime style yeah. cartoons. <laughs> so. So, yeah, we're giving this description to the police and the police are just as um, kind of thanks for wasting my time. Kind of. Yeah. Just this like you, you don't have a case. This guy's like, OK, so you don't remember this. You don't remember that. Blah, blah, blah. What if this guy changes his clothes? <laughs> He's not in his aubergine <laughs> sweater. Do you have anything else that'll give it away? David's description is this. A low end poly blend hooded sweater in an aubergine color. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course, we're talking about fashion details. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love what he says. My build. And Stevie says, well, that's generous. <laughs> if I was at my goal weight. That's what kind of made me think. 
That's what kind of made me think too that he was a little bit smaller than David. Ooh. Not only like taller, but yeah. physique wise too Ooh. was that comment. At my but goal, they both yeah. just had very vague details. Mm-hmm. They both just completely embarrassed themselves talking about, well, we didn't, I can't describe the weapon because it was concealed. And if I could describe it, it wouldn't be very concealed, would it? And Patrick says, I thought you guys were held up. Patrick is being, people get kind of mad at Patrick in the scene. He's being kind of condescending in this He's whole probably situation. embarrassed. Like you, but idiot. yeah, I have to agree. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it is fun and, though to see, we've seen a lot of like Patrick and Stevie going against David, mm-hmm. but it is fun to see that dynamic rotate. Yes. And now it it's really like is. Stevie and David are kind of like these two clowns where Patrick's having to like, figure out I, I was thinking that same thing I'm glad you said that because one of my favorite things is the very end of this whole situation when Patrick just kind of scoffs at them and he says good stuff guys great yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of puts like David and Stevie in their own category yeah by themselves so mm-hmm. kind of just a funny little storyline that's kind of the end of that well the um, officers even like well I guess I'll file yeah. this but let me know if you he I doesn't guess, remember anything else but yeah this is gonna go nowhere and no is it even worth his time to recoup these bottles of wine probably no. not so so that's kind of where that ends um and now we only have one storyline left, which is kind of the main storyline mm-hmm. of the week, which is what Moira's up to. So yes. last we saw her, she was spilling these letter love letters, these spicy love letters to Alexis. Well, now she's spilling them all over town because she tramps into Jocelyn's house and who knows if she knocked or not, but she just barges right in. And Jocelyn has a now eight month old, which we have a kind of a timeline Time. of how mm-hmm. long, you know, things have yep. been going on. Cause she does mention, you know, I haven't slept in eight months. Um, I also want to note that from here on out, uh, Jocelyn's costumes are cat shirts in full force. Pretty yes. much. I think, mm-hmm. I think we've seen maybe one or two before this, but it's a full yep. now that Jocelyn is a disheveled in her forties, mom of an infant. It is, full-blown cat costumes and messy mm-hmm. hair from here on out which yep. uh, is a complete 180 from her original remember oh, what yeah. she looked like in season one the animal print and teacher yeah, yeah. so <laughs> just a different kind of animal print now <laughs> <laughs> a so, print of cat, an animal yeah <laughs> i mean and i can appreciate a good cat sweatshirt let's yeah. get real so mm-hmm. so anyway she barges in and moira is just blah, 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 blah again. Once again, you know, I can't wait to tell you about Bosnia. Uh, I can't wear to s- wait to share the se- Sevda with the Jazzigals, which I looked up. Sevda is a traditional Bosnian folk music. Okay. Um, she can't wait to share with the Jazzigals, which is presumably why she's here. And she says, you want me to sing you a song? And Jocelyn says, no, the baby's sleeping. But Moira just dives right into this. This is when I turned the subtitles on because I was like, I yeah. want to see... It just says Bosnian singing in Bosnia. I saw yeah. that too. And then I did a quick Google, like, what is Moira singing in Bosnian? And I didn't dive into it far enough to actually find out. I, that's where I actually found the information on the Sved, Sved, what, uh, Sved, Sevda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. But I didn't get far enough in to see the translation if anybody mm-hmm. had pointed that out. But she gets all depressed and Jocelyn is like, it's a sad one, huh? <laughs> He doesn't really know what to do with Moira at this point because she's having this breakdown. And now Moira dives into the real reason she's here. And that is to girl talk, which I kind of like this because she's come to her friend Mm -hmm. to talk about this relationship, supposed relationship problem. 
And this solid moment of friendship occurs and she hauls out these love letters and says, look at all this shit I found. Johnny's reading while I'm gone, blah, 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 blah. And at first, Jocelyn is like, oh, it's I've been down this path. It's no big deal. And she starts reading and she's like, oh, some of these are really saucy. Uh-huh. And this is where we get the 50 shades of Johnny Gray. Uh, Johnny Rose. Seems like <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> yes. I like that's that, a though. slip. But OK, <laughs> Johnny Rose, Johnny Gray, Johnny Gray kind of fits. He's always in a gray suit. Too. Johnny Gray <laughs> sounds like a, a sidekick to James Bond. Yes, I meant Johnny Rose. Johnny Gray. Shades of Johnny Rose. So um, I feel like Jocelyn almost kind of wants to keep these and read them as a sexy novel or something. Right. But she says, you know what, Moira? It's really, I have been down this road. Don't worry. You know, Rosalind, Roland, Rosalind. (laughs) Roland, I once found a stash of old bras that he kept of his old girlfriends, his ex girlfriends, which I'm just like, of course you did. Not surprising, but weird. Yeah. Now, Stephanie, this is where tonight's episode is going to take a turn. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bottom up, everybody. No, 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 no. This is oh. not. This is. Oh. I think you're thinking that I have something or Joe has something. Oh. It's nothing like that. This is where this the episode is going to take a weird turn of things that people save or people uh-huh. collect. Yeah. Or that people will pay for. Because with the internet, oh my gosh, you can buy anything. Possibilities are limitless. I'm sure you've heard of people selling used underwear. Disgusting, (laughs) but yes. (laughs) Did you know on Etsy you cannot sell undergarments? I think on eBay they try to flag that stuff too, but I'm sure there's other there's other ways to do it if you really want to, I suppose. So where does one go? Or or feet picks? Feet picks is another oh, yeah. like popular one. Where does one go to buy these? Is this like an OnlyFans thing or something like that? So like, where do we buy this shit? <laughs> More importantly, where do I sell this shit for my second income? <laughs> I'm like, I I don't give a I don't why do I care? You want my if I can make fifty dollars on a pair of Meyer underwear. <laughs> so what got me thinking of this, obviously, Roland's keeping these bras or yes. was keeping these bras. So he collected bras. Mm-hmm. Underwear are a thing. Um, I just recently, for God knows what reason, showed up in my TikTok feed. Mm-hmm. This woman who sold the contents of her vacuum, her canister vacuum. Look. People are into this. So people are freaks. There's so many kinks the, out there. So like in my vacuum <laughs> would be a <laughs> A whole cat, cat hair. <laughs> Basically cat hair. Yeah, people are so weird. But yeah. then I'm like, what does it matter if someone wants to pay me $100 for the contents yeah. of my vacuum? So in this TikTok, she was like, oh, and this specific customer requested that I put in a surprise. So I dropped a Q-tip in there. She <laughs> And then she dumped it in a bag and put it in the mail and sent it off. And I don't know what she made from it, but... Yeah. She is making a second income on the contents of her vacuum. But how does she? F- I want to know how she feels about it. Is she does does she lay in bed at night and think, <laughs> what are these people doing with the contents of my vacuum? I personally, I guess, I don't know that I care really, because you'd be going you to get on a, the border every night. You wouldn't you have get, a care in the world. <laughs> you get it. You get a PO box. They can hopefully never find you and get that level of creepy. I don't know, man. It's wild. (laughs) The internet makes this world a wild place. So I just, with this bra conversation, I just had to bring that into light. Wow. What, uh, if you could sell something, Stephanie, what do you think? Oh my gosh. What do you think it would be? 
if I could sell some, well, let me I think mean, of would something. You sell, would you, so let me just ask you this. Would you sell feet pics? No. Like if you, if you really, like if you found out someone was going to pay you like $200 for a picture of your feet, just send a random $200. Mm. You wouldn't. No, because like, here you there, go. No, be, I'll tell you why. Because there's a, t- I have a tattoo on my foot, so that could get okay, that could that's identify identifiable. Me. That's yeah. identifiable. Okay, yeah. that's fair. What about just like your left hand? What if I? What if someone's really into hands? Would you sell that for two hundred dollars? <laughs> show me, show me the hand. I mean, it's it's a. Would you sell slope. that? <laughs> would you sell that for five thousand dollars, Stephanie? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, all right. So my cut up, my just, threshold is somewhere between two hundred and five thousand. I'm not exactly sure where. But what if there. someone here? Here's a good question. What if someone was really into extreme close ups of nipples and there was no way you could ever tell, like no one could ever tell whose nipple it was? You was, would you sell that picture for five thousand dollars? No, not unless you it sell was taken, it. Not unless it was taken on a film camera, because if there's you, any digital, no digital reproductions. Photo, OK, yeah, would you would you sell that for twenty five thousand dollars? If it was taken on film, maybe. But what also, could, like, I could just, what's, I could just download a picture from the internet if I really wanted to. What in What's the case. housing market like in Cincinnati? What if you could pay for your first house with a nipple oh pic? Gosh. Would you sell that picture? <laughs> I. But here's the thing: I when I would come into my home every day after work, I would think I live in a big nipple. <laughs> this house was paid for. <laughs> this is the nipple house. We have really different standards because I feel like I would be. <laughs> I would be selling this shit for you. Would have bucks. carved That's out a pool in the shape of a nipple with an island in the middle as the areola. <laughs> I would have. I would be on vacation. I would be able to go travel wherever I wanted to go for the rest of my life, all for a nipple pig like, <laughs> or whatever. You heard it here first, guys. Katie okay. is open. I'm just saying Send inquiries. Like, I'm just saying money talks. <laughs> okay so Yikes. anyway wild Dushan is always like why is your podcast rated explicit i'm like sometimes we swear from this is why this is a good example <laughs> well <laughs> this is a great example but also i have a foul potty mouth yeah and i just you know honestly i think about that every time because i have to check that every time we upload mm-hmm. is it clean or explicit and i'm like well i didn't swear that much this week but i probably did let out one f-bomb or something and i yeah. don't want to get caught by the internet police yeah. or the podcast police so i just put it that way just yeah. in case i think it makes us sound cooler <laughs> i mean yeah totally We're edgy. Cool. so back to the episode <laughs> Oh we have taken a dive. I'm so glad that conversation went where it went, though, because that's funny shit. <laughs> uh, Moira, or Roland kept these bras. Not weird, but not surprising for Roland. Mm-hmm. And clearly this news now gets around town because the next uh, bit of information we see in the storyline is Roland sneaking into the motel lobby. He closes the door and pulls, pulls down the, the shade, <laughs> locks the door and set. And he's here for a bro talk, basically. Yeah. Listen, Johnny, if you want to have these nostalgic trips down memory lane, that's fine. But you got to destroy the evidence. Do you know what a burr underwear smells like? And Johnny has no clue what the hell he's talking about in typical <laughs> Roland fashion. Uh, Roland is clearly around town talking about these and he finally fesses up. We've been reading your letters, man. And Johnny's shocked and also kind of embarrassed because we don't really know what the situation is with these letters yet. Moira's showing my letters around town. What is she doing? And of course, Bob knows about it. And if Bob knows, of course, Gwen knows about it. And she thinks the marriage is a lost cause. She would. <laughs> and um, 
Johnny just says, you know what? You guys need to mind your own business and stay out of my affairs, which then well, it's like, oh, plural. plural huh? Yeah. Uh, back at the room, Johnny finally gets a second to head off Moira and talk to her. I love that we see her been... setting the curls in oh, one of her wigs. God, too. I just picked this up on my last watch through and I was like, she's putting curlers in a wig on a dummy and she's mm-hmm. feverishly working at it, too. Like if this mm-hmm. were a real human, like this person's hair Whiplash, would be tugged. Yeah. Yes. So she's fixing up her wig and she says, oh, well, nice of you to come back. And she is just in a fit, man. She Johnny can understand she hasn't slept for four days. She's all riled up about stupid shit. God knows what is going on. You need to just take a nap and clear your head, he says. And she says, no, these these are the one thing you chose to grab when we when all of our precious belongings were being torn out from under us. She was scooping up wigs and he grabbed the letters. Have we had this like one thing conversation before? I feel like we might have. Like, My what's one, the one thing you'll grab in a fire? Like, fern. if your house is on fire. Fern. Okay. If Aside from the cat. That's oh. a given. Come on. Cat's going to get themselves out. But you break a window and the cat climbs out. But if you had to grab something, like, what would you grab? Oh, that is tough. Like, if I could it's get to tough, my computer, right? probably a computer. Um, God, I'd have to really think about it. Oh, man. I don't. I wouldn't save my computer. There's nothing on my computer that I care about oh. that much. People always say like photo albums or something like that, but mm-hmm. my shit like that is not accessible enough where I would be able to get to that. Okay, yeah. I'm hypothetically in my head, I'm thinking it's happening at night when we're all asleep. Okay. And I would for sure want to grab my baby blanket. Oh yeah, you would. That's like mm-hmm. that's it. Like that's the one mm-hmm. thing I've had. If assuming yeah. my cats could get out. Yeah. Like that baby blanket be coming mm-hmm. with me if it happened at night. Yeah. If it was during the day and like I could see and like shit wasn't serious, then yeah, I'd probably go for some photo albums. Probably go yeah. down there and get some of those big boxes. Mm-hmm. I guess it depends on how bad the fire is. I'm gonna have to think about that tonight. Yeah. What room it starts in and where I am in relationship to right. the fire. Yeah. And where my exits are. This would be like a plan your strategy. <laughs> and you're a natural. We do keep box. a safe to put like a fire safe box in the house where we've yeah. got like passports, well, social safe, security right? cards. So that's safe. Yeah. Don't need fire to grab proof. that because that'll be okay. But it's all the other stuff. I've thought of that. Like, should we be storing these important family photo albums and fire safe stuff? Of course, Johnny and Moira's situation wasn't really a fire. It was no. just like, get as much as you can or we're going to yeah. sell it sell on it the on yard. The yard. <laughs> yeah. But Johnny picked these love letters and Moira's pissed because she has no idea who wrote them. And why does this person mean so much to you? And what the hell, Johnny? And he, he's like, oh, you don't know, really. And, and I like that he kind of goes a little bit. Laser a little bit. Yeah. Like, well, if you must know, it's someone very important to me. And Moira gets even more irritated. Yeah. They're from you, dummy, basically. <laughs> <laughs> She said, this is not my handwriting. These are not for me. Don't be stupid. And he said, Moira, Moira, this is, you were in a body cast. This was down Sunrise Bay when Vivian Blake got in her accident and you couldn't write with your right hand. You they wouldn't let her out of the cast hand. all week. <laughs> and she says, oh, well, it makes sense that I can't remember because she did request actual painkillers to get into the part. I believe she's a method actor. I believe they call that method acting. Yeah. <laughs> And Johnny said, well, I just I miss you. And this was just a way to remember you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Obviously, last week, Stevie and John, uh, Stevie and Roland kind of snuffed out his extra work. Mm-hmm. So he had to do something to pass the yes. time. And 
nice. I think I think this is a nice. Mm-hmm. This is a good thing that Johnny collected. I do too. And again, like that's why I keep stuff too. It's just on the off chance that it might make me feel good in the future to reflect mm-hmm. or like remember a thing, and you never know. Yeah. This is just another piece of their little romantic love story. So yes. cute, Johnny. Very cute. So that's kind of the end of that storyline, mm-hmm. and we have just one little scene that kind of ties the family back together. We're bookending mm-hmm. a start and end with the family, maybe different locations. They're in the cafe now, and <laughs> we see Johnny just kind of. Now I hear you to the kids. I hear you've uh, come across some romantic correspondence between <laughs> adult theme correspondence between a loving wife and her husband and both kids are like yeah and we care to forget them so please yes. don't bring it up and twyla shows up and david apparently knows about this julie's jewelry swap because he is just digging the dagger in well she's all glitz and glam <laughs> I didn't even notice until this last thing. She's got the tiara on and Johnny mentions, oh, well, that looks like your tiara from your bat mitzvah, Alexis, mm-hmm. because it is Johnny. Yeah. But I also noticed she's got a cuff bracelet around mm-hmm. her bicep, yep. one around her arm, a string of a few necklaces. She got, she made out good in the jewelry shop. And of course, David just has to kind of dig the dagger in on Alexis. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're looking very chic today, Twyla. Mm-hmm. And also just one last thing, Moira kind of mumbles out some screeching Bosnian slur and like well she's finally falling asleep nods off and they all look at her and Johnny said oh no she's finally sleeping and Alexa says can someone close her eyes please it's creepy and she just kind of cacaws and snores and mumbles (laughs) in Bosnian to the and we drift off in this episode yeah Steph you mentioned you had some uh, yeah I wondered if in lieu of trivia if we've got time I can share some of my I mean I still have trivia but what are your letters let's talk about those okay so in prep for this episode because I do hold on to a lot of things like some of the photos are just random like memorabilia but I had a lot of cards and I actually have some letters too these are love letters in a sense in that I wrote them as a child to my mom (laughs) And she held on to them specifically Aww. and gave them back to me a while ago. So I put them in my box of things. So basically, when I was growing up, my parents were divorced and we would spend a couple weeks in the summer with my dad and then most of the time with my mom. But we spent oh, so the most time away. Like away. So this is when we were away. This was in two, 2000. So 23 years ago, oh, we were just like getting computers. Some of us, like my mom had an email How address. How old were you? I was 11. And 11 so um, okay. 2020, we would be at my dad's and my brothers and I would write my mom letters because like we could like call her on the phone, but it's like, yeah, but I think we weren't allowed to like call as much as maybe we wanted to because it would be like okay. all the time. So anyways, I would write my mom letters. And this particular summer there, mm-hmm. we really wanted to get a puppy so badly. <gasps> and the person who was like babysitting us, their neighbor had a dog that had just had a huge litter of puppies and we wanted one of these like near your dad's yes and so So you wanted to bring this dog home we wanted to bring this dog home and we (laughs) were trying to convince our mom who was six hours away through letters and we took photos that we had developed and we sent them in the in the letters to try to convince her to let's get one of these dogs and i found two letters that were written in succession i think days apart me stating my case Dearest Mama P. (laughs) (laughs) It's also worth noting that I was writing my own letters on top of like our collective letters we were sending because I wanted a handful. Yes. And I wanted to like set myself apart from my brothers. I I wanted the dog for me. 
You have said you're your mom's favorite. So I, I mean, and I and I've worked hard for that. So here yes. we go. Okay. This letter I've noted is sent on a Tuesday. It says, Hi mom, this is Steph. I hope you've read and considered what I wrote in yesterday's letter. <laughs> I was I was petting the puppies today and I found a very small runt. Nobody's taken it yet, and all the others pick on it. I think it would be a good uh-huh. one. Plus, it won't be as active since it's a girl. Stephanie, come on, be more female power like I was like oh it's a girl it'll be mild and weak um I truly think we should get one because we are getting around the end of summer so we should get to know it because we have to spend some all day time with it so if we get one any later we won't be able to spend enough time with it before school starts Logical. (laughs) Tomorrow, Matt, who's my older brother, and I are going to take pictures of the puppies, the one I want, and the mother. We will mail them to you in another letter. See you later. XOXO. Tomorrow. (laughs) It wasn't like, oh, mom, I miss you. All this whole letter content was like, we're bringing this puppy home. Yes. Yes. And then here's a letter a few days later, presumably. Dear mom, hi, it's Steph. Today we saw the puppies again, and I was wondering if I, underlined three (laughs) times, could get one. Here are the things I will do. And then I've made a list. I said, I will pay for it, take care of it, clean up after it, feed it, walk it, spend time with it, buy it food. We'll do all responsibilities. Another thing is that they are mixed breeds, so they won't get very big. I will not have anyone else do dog work, and you can take the cost of dog food off my allowance. Plus, they seem to get along all right. And I know you will think they're cute. Here's some info of the dogs. (laughs) This is my favorite part. (laughs) The mom's head is two and a half feet off the ground. (laughs) They're all mixed breeds, so they'll be smaller. They're Akita and mixed, so they're white, calm, and playful. Another thing is that it will sleep in my room, and I will take it on early walks. I will still give attention to the cat. (laughs) Sincerely, Stephanie. P.S. Write back your answer and consider all details. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is a very demanding. This is like quite the negotiation. So what happened? We did not get that dog. (laughs) But we did get a dog maybe like nine months later because we cleverly got it for her for Mother's Day. So we oh. were desperate at that point. We're like, if she won't get us a dog, we will sneakily get we'll her get a one dog. that she likes. Okay. Well, we got it for her, right. quote unquote. But yeah. The family for the family. So, so I love, like, I literally probably haven't looked at these in fun. five years. See, that but... is very fun. I'm yeah. glad you kept those. I'm glad your mom kept those. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking if you're writing to your mom once a day in 2000, it would be nearly half the cost that that costs today because damn stamps are expensive. Stamps are so expensive. So look up in, the two, stamps in 2000, was. the U.S. postage stamp cost 33 cents, which is now 58 cents today. So almost double. 58. Wow. Yeah. It feels like not that long ago. It was cents. like 37 or 41. Yeah. Damn. I mean, look at how little mail we send, though. Yeah. Uh, even at work, there are still a few things that go out by mail, but very rarely mm. everything is emailed now. Yeah. Poor U.S. Postal Service. I had to show wow, Susha wow. how to use a blue post box like within the last six months. I remember you talking about that. <laughs> you didn't That's know right. where I it remember, went. <laughs> I do remember you talking about that. Like yeah. a kid setting a letter to Santa. I think he thought the, a, the door opened like a, a fridge. <laughs> and I was like, just no, sending normal just... mail, but Stephanie's <laughs> making a life event out of it. <laughs> oh, so good. Anyways. Okay. Really, that was cute. Thank you for sharing those, yeah. Stephanie. That was really cute. So really quick, I have a couple of Trivia questions. Um, there was made mention in the very last scene. Johnny said, 
how long he and Moira had been married. Do you recall oh, yes. how long they had been married? Okay, this is going to get me because just watching Eugene's interview with Stephen Colbert, he talks about how him and Deb Devine are married mm. 40 years. So okay. I'm going to guess, I'm guessing based on David's age, I'm going to guess 40 years. Uh, you're kind of close. It was 35, he mentioned okay. in that passing. Um, <clears throat> do you remember what Johnny said <laughs> was the accident that called that caused Vivian Blank to be in a body cast. <laughs> there were multiple incidents referred to, but there the one were I remember two is incidents referred to. He's propelled up through a skylight. Yeah, <laughs> very good. That's that very image good. is so. I picture like the circus cannon person coming out. That's <laughs> when Moira, when Johnny said, "Oh, you were in a body cast." Moira references the spelunking incident. <laughs> and- I'm not surprising there were multiple incidents on Sunrise Bay. Yeah. But no, I was like, how does one get propelled upward through a skylight? That's Maybe she was funny. on a trampoline, an indoor trampoline. Last question. What did Alexis get in the jewelry swab? She got um, Twyla's uncle's dog tags and very a, close. And a God, it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> oh, that's going to bother me. I don't know. And a what? A whistle. A whistle. A whistle. <laughs> so a whistle. it was her stepbrother's dog tag. So you were Step-brother. close. Okay. Definitely dog tags and a whistle. Yes. So not a not an even swap, if you will, mm-hmm. compared to no. all the cute stuff that Twilight got. So no. that's all I have for you tonight, Stephanie. That was all a right. fun episode. I love. I think you said this last week. Season five is just full of a lot of fun episodes, mm-hmm. like a lot of comedy, I think. Yeah. Maybe not so much. I feel like the last two seasons, we were treated to a lot of character development and a lot of emotion, more emotional moments than we mm-hmm. had had in the first two seasons. But now season five is all about fun. And this episode was really fun for me. Mm-hmm. to do. So, yeah. Um, What's coming next week? Next week is a fun episode. Um, We meet a new minor character when a travel vlogger comes to the motel and uh, Alexis and Johnny, the marketing duo behind the motel kind of play out Stevie as a fake guest to try to, to curry a good review from this guy and, and um, have her really talk the place up. Also Patrick and David are going to be doing some house hunting um, because we find out where Patrick's been living, which hasn't been revealed up until this point, And he's looking for, a new place with more privacy. Let's just put it at that. Okay. That's um, next week already, huh? Wow. Yeah. This is so fun. Things up. coming up. Things are happening. I guess I just didn't realize how we've quick got just momentum. Yeah. We dive right in yeah. this season. But uh, in the meantime, questions for our audience. I want to know if anyone has any, uh, if it's not too traumatizing, let's talk about yeah. have you been robbed or mugged or held yes. up or any kind of interesting stories like mm-hmm. that? Um, would also and, like to know do you hold on to like letters or do you have any funny things that you've held on to? Anything nostalgic from your anything past. nostalgic, yes. Anything else? Um, I want to, well, I do want to revisit the movie question, but we can do that later because the crows have ice. Uh, yeah, discussion comes back later. So, how about, um, do we even want to bring up the the fake theory of Patrick being the robber mm. or should we just let that sleep? I think maybe we could just do a quick, do you think the robber pull. was someone we know We know okay. or not? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Although that annoys me. So if you think it's Patrick, you can also, just get, the, get out of here. <laughs> JK, JK. Also, JK. what are your opinions on jewelry lockets? Yay or nay? Oh, you know what I didn't talk about? I like that question. We'll uh-huh. talk about that. But I forgot to bring up. Do you swap with anything? Like anything with anybody like that? No. Because... I'll swap books. That's probably the only thing I'll swap. Oh, books is a good... That's a good one. In our family, we're constantly swapping um, like purses. Like I'll see a purse that my sister is using. I'll be like, oh, that's a cute purse. Can I have it when you're done with it? Because we we just go through seasons of purses. Mm -hmm. See, I didn't grow up with sisters close to me in age. So I like didn't... Yeah. That wasn't my dynamic. Yeah. Did you didn't swap anything with your brothers? (laughs) No. Just punches and <laughs> insults. <laughs> punches and name calling. Sticks and stones. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun episode. It was. We'll, be, we'll be back next week for our regularly scheduled programming, All guys. Right. As always, thank you in advance for your participation in our polls. Mm-hmm. Until next week, best wishes and warmest regards. That's Bachelor.